Welcome back to Made in the 80s, a podcast about the 80s by people who are made in the 80s. I'm Shalia, and we have... Tim. Kendon. Hi, guys. What's up? What's hey, up? Yo, what's yo. up? This week, we're talking about adventures in babysitting. Have you been babysitting? No. No? Who would I be babysitting? No? Tim, you don't babysit? Kendon, okay. when's the last time you babysat? Never. <laughs> no, I babysat. Carmine's been babysitting lately, which is why this was in our head. I babysitted um, a friend of our... A friend of the family's... I remember doing it like in 2002 or 2003. Well, that's I, pretty late. That's college. Yeah. Um, and I don't remember why they asked me. But anyways, I did. And I remember because it was right after the two towers, but before the um, the, the return of the king. And so all I like the, t- the two towers was on all, all the time. I think it's the one I've seen the most out of all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, because in particular, I would watch it whenever it came on because... I was looking forward to the third movie. So that's my memory of... of Did you watch Two Towers with the child? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) But they were like... Probably like 10, 12. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I have not been babysitting. So that's what we're going to talk about the movie later. But first, what's the news? What is the news? We have a Suicide Squad movie coming out, which is a soft reboot. Is it called The Suicide Squad? The Suicide Squad, directed by um, um, James Gunn, who we know from Guardians of the Galaxy fame. Mm-hmm. That was a He's coup for, D, for DC, because he got fired off of Guardians of the Galaxy, the Galaxy 3 for some old tweets that were released by like this right-wing group who had a problem with him. Yeah, it's like the like cancel culture stuff that we were talking about before, right? Of like basically cancel, not cancel. But he wasn't really canceled. He just got swooped Paused. up by a different, a different <laughs> mega corporation. At which point Disney was like, "Well, I mean, if they're gonna do it, we might as well." Did are, they're hiring him back for Guardians Three? Yes. This is so funny. Yeah. He's he was on administrative leave. <sighs> Pretty much. I mean, the tweets were bad. He had, Actually, a, lot, he had a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean. Yeah. Hmm. So what do we think about this? Should, should he be back? Yeah, he apologized. So. Oh, he did apologize. Yeah. Okay. And it was like, I mean, it's not necessarily always an excuse, but if it was like a decade or more ago, wasn't it like a decade for him? I have no idea how long it was. Yeah, people mature. Um. Anyway, so we got a cast. Who's in it? Uh, David Dasmuchain. Don't know who that is. John Cena. Yeah. Jack who Courtney. Has, have they told who they're? Don't know. I think Jack Courtney's reprising his role. Uh, Joaquin Cosio, Nathan Fillion, Joel Kinnaman reprising his role. Mayling Ng, uh, Flula Borg, Sean Gunn, who we know as, who, who like, is physically Groot in the Avengers mm-hmm. movies. Oh, okay. Uh, Juan Diego Bado, Storm Reed. Okay. She's in it. Pete Davidson, Taka Waititi. Hey! Uh, Alan- who is making a Hitler movie. Yeah. yeah. Or has made it. He, he made it. And apparently people enjoy it. Uh, Alice Braga, Steve Aggie, Tanache is in this. Hmm. Uh, Daniela Melquire, Peter Capaldi, who's uh, previously he was Doctor, Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Julio Ruiz, Jennifer Holland, Viola Davis, Idris Elba, Margot Robbie, and Michael Rooker. This will be funny. Oh, no. by the way, Shalia, this is, sorry. sorry no, you're you're fine. I'm done. But uh, Idris Elba is playing here in October, maybe? As a DJ, DJ. Yeah. yeah, I was like, maybe we should buy tickets. I'll go. Okay. Cool. Um. So that I don't know. Like, okay. <laughs> I trust. That's a, that's a that's a perfectly good response. If Gun yeah. is writing and directing, I trust that it'll be 
Okay. Yeah? He's funny. He's like real life funny. That's what got him in trouble. <laughs> but no, no, like not that kind of funny. Like real life. No, I believe. Yeah, like I'm, a, I'm agreeing with you. Like a funny person. And I think you need a funny person. Taco Bartiz is the same way. Yeah, Taika's in it. It's going to be good. hilarious. I, I interviewed both of them before this Marvel stuff. And then I remember Takeaway was like, these guys are funny. Mm-hmm. Like these naturally funny people. I interviewed, when I interviewed James Gunn, he was with um, Ryan, Rain Wilson. Hmm. And I, so we know Rain Wilson to be this funny guy. He's Dwight Schrute on The Office. But it was James Gunn who was like really hilarious. And so if they can get that, capture some of that humor and some of the, sort of his funny storytelling and the way he's able to to write a story that includes everyone in in mm-hmm. these groups. And also, I think there's a long list. I think a lot of people are going to be murdered in the first few minutes of the Suicide Squad as most of the stories go. That's fine with me. They just That was one of the cooler parts of, of uh, Deadpool 2. Slipknot tries to get away? No, no, no Deadpool oh. 2. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Shatter what was it? Shatterstar and all yeah, the they other all just they just die. <laughs> they just died, yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that. Okay. Well so sticking in that universe, um, we were talking earlier about the Batman. Yeah. That's coming out. Um what do you think about that? It sounds kind of exciting. It sounds exciting. It's it's just apparently a detective story. The rumors, these are rumors, loosely based on like a, a comic book where something Is it the night the the owls? The no. Court of Owls Mm-mm. or Hush? No. Neither. No. <laughs> rumored. This is Tell all rumored. No, long, no. The Long Halloween. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Loosely based on Long Halloween, but it, it, mysterious deaths are happening in Gotham, and this Batman is a detective story where he he's trying to figure out what's happening. He ends up running into sort of his rogues gallery of villains to figure out what's happening. So you're going to get a bunch of different villains. In I think movie. it's going to be fun. I have just decided right now. I'm I'm going to be traveling. And instead of bringing my um, Switch, I'm going to bring some comics. Yeah. I want to read something. I haven't read anything in a while. Read something. Why don't you? <laughs> um, um, and the then, Long Halloween, I didn't finish yet. So sticking with, uh, so that's Batman. And then sticking with the same sort of universe is joker so kenan and i did not realize that the new joker movie coming out with joaquin phoenix is based in the 80s so we will absolutely be watching that and yeah. doing a f- will that be a flash to the future episode yes yes okay <laughs> it's kind of weird but it also takes place in the 80s but i mean not necessarily actually the joker that we know and won't necessarily be batman but Interesting. Did not realize it was taking place in the 80s. I kind of like the idea of Batman not necessarily precipitating the creation of his villains. Absolutely. I'm all right I mean, as that much too. as that's been a theme that people have run with with Batman in the last couple of decades, it's like, oh, the villains are a response. It's like, maybe not. Maybe not. Cool. Any other news? That's it. For me. I have good news for you, Kendon. Yay. Turns out, after this week, we still have one more week before spooky October. So we can totally do the labyrinth next if you want. I'd love to do the labyrinth. Do we have one more week? We have one more week. Tim is... No, yeah, I'm, trying I'm, to, I'm trying to do the math in my head. Yeah. We have one more week. So we can do the labyrinth and then spooky October starts. There's 30 days in September. There's 30 days in September. And that's a Monday. Yeah. So good news for you. We're doing the labyrinth. We want to do the labyrinth, right? Yeah. I love Jennifer Connelly, so I'm excited to see a young Jennifer Connelly. And then David Bowie is here at the Pilot Fair. No, he's not. No, he's not. 
Billy Idol. So David ago. Bowie did die. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw Billy Idol and I got that confused. And yeah, then I got did. him confused with Billy Joel. <laughs> Maybe you should and stop. It's, I don't know these guys, basically. The Billy music is Idol different. is at the fair. All this music is different. <laughs> yeah, because what song did you think was Billy Idol? For the longest time. Okay. For the longest time. But then like I I knew it wasn't, but I didn't, Billy I, didn't Idol? I don't actually have yeah. the knowledge that it's not. I just knew it wasn't. In your soul, you're like, that's not Billy Idol. <laughs> that's not Billy Idol. <laughs> and I Googled Billy Idol longest time, and that's what came up, and I played it. It was the right thing. They thought that you spelled Joel wrong. Re- <laughs> yeah, I re- yeah. reinforced in my head, and wow. then I actually looked, and yeah, you're right. You're right. That's Billy Joel. Not the same guy. Not the same genre, as you say, Tim. So, yep, that's that's the news I've got. All right. What have you guys been doing? What are you watching, thinking about, reading, listening to? So, Shalia has been... On this adventure, this journey, when I finally decided to finish the last, what, season and a half, two seasons of Mad Men? My heart, like, feels empty. I've never watched Mad Men. That's one of your blind spots? No no episode at all? Nope, never seen so, it. So, Shalia, what do you think? My heart feels empty. Like, I really like the colorful orange in every scene. <laughs> and I always thought I might go into advertising... I thought I was always afraid that I couldn't like keep the creativity going, so I was afraid to actually like rely on it for my living. But so that has always been interesting to me in terms of the advertising world. Which but, is fun because they this this show shows like basically the character development slash career development of a few women or I, yeah. early on for for women's. I say high profile involvement in these co- in in mm-hmm. the advertising world where they were really making breakthroughs. Yeah. So I I mean I didn't really picture myself in that industry industry. It was just thinking of ideas of how to, you know, come up with a cool slogan or a fun graphic or just different things like that. So I appreciated that. But I kind of hated almost everybody in it and everything about it. Like the time of world that they it takes place in, it's like it's just a whole bunch of really bad um, things going on. So I can't say it was something I enjoyed, um, but I enjoyed going through the process with you. Yeah, and, I really, yeah. I really appreciated it as a walkthrough of the 60s that was not, to me, very much trying to make it rose-colored glasses. Yes, Yes. Now you. They were all drunk all the time, apparently. <laughs> well, I mean, Rose Colored Glasses it sounds wonderful. What did he say? Um, one of the episodes, they walk in to like the writer's room and it's like, like they've been smoking pot and he's just like, smells like creativity in here. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they've got. I, I remember when I first joined the office that I work at, uh, I was so disappointed when I learned that you can't have just like your. What do you call that? They're like, they each and each of their offices had their liquor. Yeah, they had their own little bars. Little bars. Yeah, I thought I would have that when I had an office. I was so disappointed. <laughs> like, that's not allowed. What made you that when you decided to go work for who you decided to go work for? I didn't think about it in that way. Like, but yeah, I thought, oh, I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to have a desk and an office. And I will have my, like, liquor choices and fun glasses and an ice thing. Anyway, I won't because you can't have that there. And now she wants her money back for this law degree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right. It turned out okay. But yeah, so you're right. It didn't glorify it, 
but it did show some of the pieces. Um, and then like, so it follows Don Draper as like the main character and you don't, you're not supposed to like him, but then you cheer for him anyway. And it's kind of a weird juxtaposition, but it's exactly what I want out of characters. Yeah. Which is like, yeah, like I don't, that was a dick thing to do, but I've watched it. That's funny. Cause his name literally is Dick. <laughs> um, but like, I understand like how he what, ended like, up there, how this happened. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Almost watching a train wreck where you're like, yep. Not surprised this is how it's turning out. So um, it was an interesting thing to experience, though, in the very last episode, very last scene, very last uh, frame, and then it's done. And I was like, so what next? Like, I <laughs> I wanted to know what happened she next. She wants a sequel. I didn't feel like I knew um, where everything was headed. For, I mean, for some people, it did seem like, okay, this is this is the future. But I was like, I wasn't ready for it to be done. I wanted to know what was going to happen next. So Which I think that's why good, my heart feels empty. I think because you want to, they say, leave the audience wanting more. Why do they want that? Because the other, nice. the other the other side Just is things that... Just fill me up that, and let me be done. Phrasing? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, the <laughs> <laughs> no, the other side is, is something like... Uh, lost or, or sometimes things go too long or explain too much or try to wrap too much stuff up and then people are disappointed yeah I mean, game of thrones did not end particularly well how many seasons was uh seven seven ish yeah. yeah and i think you're right and they didn't end it wrong right, because exactly. now like yeah so if you end it wrong then it like taints it but they ended it they just finished it and now in your mind whatever your imagination is that's what happens and the, the, I think for this, it helps that it wasn't a story. It wasn't like a story with a direction or a point. It was a slice of time and a slice of life. So, yeah, like his life could, keeps going on, we assume. But there's something, and I don't know what screen, I've heard this story from multiple different people, but like screenwriter, um, teachers or whatever say, like, this should be the most interesting part of somebody's life. Like, whatever you put on screen should be the most interesting part of this person's life. It's not a 100% rule, but this is the, the, the segment of his life that the person who created this show most wanted to talk about. And this is where so much of the stuff in his life happens, right? At the beginning, he's established in his career, but still, like, new. He's still married. He's got a kid. He's, he's got this, this unit family. And then you watch his middle-aged life um, until he's, you know, got money. He's well-established. It's 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 good. It's well it's, it's well made, right? Yeah, I mean, I think we absolutely well agree on like it's a it's a well-done show as well. And I wouldn't like like I really like him as an actor in this, but like the John Hamm that I love is not this guy. No, this guy's a dick. No, but. And he's not Good funny. Omens. Yeah, it, he's not even really funny, funny John Hamm. Like, you like him in, yeah, Good Omens, but some other things, too. Yeah, I mean, he was in Baby Driver. Oh, Baby Driver. Well, I really liked him in Bridesmaids. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's a good actor. I haven't looked at him the same since then. I agree. Um, anything else that you've been watching you want to talk about? Um, the one other thing, and uh, thank you, Tim. Um, I got to see Ad Astra. Ad Astra. Um. Ad Astra, we saw recently, but I think it'll have it just came out, right? Mm-hmm. So um, we can talk a bit about it. But no spoilers. Mm-hmm. No, I'm telling you, no spoilers. 
That's a directive. Because we want our friends to yeah, go watch I'm, it, or I'm, I'm now thinking, how it. do I want to say what I want to say? Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> because I didn't, I didn't per se know what it was about somebody. Like, like I think I read a, I maybe saw the end of a trailer or something, and I was like, oh, this visually looks cool. And then I saw some description, plot synopsis about basically, um, Brad Pitt goes to space to mm-hmm. find his dad, and so, there's pirates on the moon. So I think they were kind of purposeful about that. Like my take, no, my impression trailer. was that they oh it is I was like it seemed like they were purposefully all vague. All well, I somehow trailer. missed all of the build up to this movie. Oh, I heard okay. about it maybe a week before I saw it, and when I texted you, because uh, I was just like oh when like sometime after it comes out we should go and see it, Tim. Um, it it just looked like it might be interesting, but I didn't have that much. And I'm just like, there there is a certain group of people who want to see nothing about movies, who want to go in completely. Yeah. I'm like that. Blind? No, you're not. I mean, I understand you like that, but I'm talking about people who are obnoxious, either be obnoxious about it or put a lot of effort into it. Mm-hmm. So I didn't put effort into not knowing anything about this movie. It was just like I just heard a couple of but the trailer is much things. more than the but I don't think I saw the whole trailer. But I saw I've seen all the trailers, and it's much more than what's in the trailers. Right. It's just essentially he has to go. They think his dad's alive. He's on a mission to go see his dad. And we see them. We see this one of the, a brief part of the sequence on the moon. Yeah. This movie is what I wanted out of Interstellar. This movie is the sort of space adventure that I didn't even know I wanted. Because there's a bunch of aspects of it. And so in non-spoilery ter- spoilery terms, um, I think one of the cool things is that they, they try to do a more realistic portrayal of being out in space it's got a lot of expanse to it like the the series that i like um i've been thinking Wait, about ex- sorry when you say expanse you're not just talking about like the word expanse you're saying it seems like the like show the, this expanse? seems like a prequel to the expanse wow and okay so the show and the books or just the show as a whole that world right you just got my attention sir yeah now it's 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 quiet is the word we want to look for i want to say like it's it's not bombastic. It's very got a lot a lot of tension. Like mm. some crazy action scenes. Of, something I've never like even seen before. Like when they go to another ship to help. Yeah. The stuff that happens there is just stuff I would I'd be like oh and, and oh this is like a horror film. Yeah, <laughs> and it's all logical if you've been paying attention to what they say before. But I I was yeah. like oh okay. I was like oh wow. Like, give, just wow. The film's really good about, like, giving you a lot of clues, even before they get to Mars, to, to, not to Mars, to the moon. They're talking about what it's like on the moon. And yeah. like, yeah, it's like it's like the Wild Wild West out there. There's pirates, and you, so you got to be careful. But Subway made it to the moon. Subway. And, um... So there's, a, to me, there's there's certain aspects of something like, um, Total Recall. Yeah. It's like, we do, we take our commercialism out with us, with us and yeah. then also, um... Uh, what am I losing it? 2001: A Space Odyssey, which I guess you hadn't seen too recently. I hadn't seen recently, no. Um, but that's the, the, 80s, isn't it? No, oh, that's okay. the 70s. 70s. Um, in that he he goes on a commercial Pan Am flight mm. to the moon, and there is a lot of the um commercialism and stuff like in there. So there, I saw so much, so much connections in this movie to other sci-fi. It's good sci-fi. And the one thing that I would say that I really liked about the plot is that the plot centers around human exploration and, like, trying to gather more knowledge about the universe for the sake of gathering the information Mm -hmm. or gathering the knowledge and doing the exploration. 
unlike what really bothered me about Interstellar, which was the point was, oh, well, we messed our planet up. We better go and find another one. We, we got to save humanity. Like there is some peril involved and I won't go in that any further, like some slightly existential peril happening. Don't you agree? Like an yeah. external motivating force. Yes. yes. That sort of gets the ball rolling. But it's not, that's not what's going on. And the way it ended, I was like, where is this going to go? And the way that it ended, like, I was like, yeah. Like, the whole, I was. I'm excited. I want to go see this. And I'm just find out what that means. I had no idea, Kenan. I don't know. I don't know what it means either. They don't, do they, they don't reference it. It's a phrase. Most. Okay, so can you tell us what Ad Astra means? It's a Latin phrase that means to the stars. To it, the stars. But it comes, it comes, uh, I was just reading. It comes from a phrase that means more than that. It means through hardship to the stars. Ooh, from a and, phrase. Yeah, a larger phrase. And that is that movie in a nutshell. But it's yeah. interesting because they didn't choose the whole phrase. They choose chose just the to the stars. Yeah. Yeah, because that also describes it. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so, Shalia, you know, I really liked something. I really like, for instance. Um, Arrival. Arrival. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got that sort of, do you agree? It's got kind of this like more quiet intensity. Like the tone? Very, very, yeah. Very, very atmospheric. Um, also it was making me think of what I've seen of Sunshine. In fact, the music was extremely effective and I kept thinking that the music was turning towards the theme of, um, Sunshine was one of my favorite songs ever. What's Sunshine? Um. The Danny Boyle film? Yeah, I really should sit and watch the earth. it through. I don't know that movie. It's a great film. Basically, the sun is going out. So they send a ship called the Icarus Mm -hmm. to restart the sun with a nuclear bomb. You just need Thor. But that ship goes quiet. Mm. Um, So they have to send the second one, the Icarus Icarus 2. And those those people like slowly, I don't know if they go crazy, but just like that trip has so much stress. It's funny you said that. So I've interviewed... One of the writers, mm-hmm. Alex Garland, and the director, Danny Boyle, separately. Yeah. But I asked them all about Sunshine. Because my theory watching it was like, as these people got closer to the sun, which is a power source, that it affected them. And they yeah. had no way to manage that. Well, at least mm-hmm. one of the guys, like, it, it re- has such religious significance Cliff Curtis. to him. Huh? Mm. Cliff Curtis. Oh, I thought it was uh, Ken Watanabe? No. Is he in the, he's in that movie, right? I don't know if he's in it. Anyways, I'm gonna sit and watch through it, and I'll talk yeah. more about. It. Um, but yeah, anyway, they, both of them said yes. That's what that's what's happening to the crew. Yeah, and so the the it's mystery is a, what happened to the last crew, and they believe that basically something like that happened to them. The closer and, you get to the sun, the more bizarre they become. Yeah, interesting. But not supernaturally, if I understand. Not supernatural, right. just a natural. You're getting close to an a, the literal power source. Yeah, mm-hmm. for the, life. The the the, crea- the local creative force of our existence. Um, and, and that's an overawing, overpowering. But the other, the one other thing that that was coming to my mind as I was watching that movie is Event Horizon, as mm-hmm. well. And I feel like there's some aspects of Event Horizon, but not with the horror aspect. She would never watch that movie. Event Horizon? Have no you seen way. That movie? There's no way she gets to that. No, movie. there's certain things know. that she she watched before she decided oh, to no. stop watching scary stuff. Right? Yeah, I don't know if I've seen it. And yes, that's true. Uh, I was like, I don't know how you would ever watch that movie. Really? No way. My friend still hates me to this day for taking her. I saw we saw it in the theater today, huh. 2019. She still brings it up. 
She doesn't like scary movies. Thanks <laughs> a lot, Tim. I mean, I'm being well. There's some things that she, she would, doesn't find scary because they're like she doesn't believe it. But this so is it's a, not about ghosts. this. Is a, not about ghosts but or it's, serial killers. Like I mean, there's well, someone. Then I won't. I can watch. Who that. loves horror? Right? There's layers. There's jump there's, scares. There's layers to. Oh, horror I don't films. mind jump scares. Like I like signs. It's I like. A, it's um, about demons. Oh yeah, demons don't scare me. Right. What scares me is ghosts and serial killers. Okay. Yeah. Those are things the two things that she believes will actually happen. impact her life. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not the it's not in the moment that I'm scared. It's the three days later when I can't sleep because I'm afraid it's happening outside my door. Right. Yeah. I don't think she's gonna think that she traveled through a space warp and went to hell. No. No. That's not the thing that scares me. All right. I'm fascinated to see if you can make it. Through <laughs> we'll movie. watch it with the lights on. Okay. It's one of my, like, it's one of those movies where I consider it one of my favorites, but like in the top 20, 30 or something, but I haven't seen it very often. It's a cheesy horror film. It's just a with fun a, idea. With a, It's a very cool idea. I think that's what sticks, but it's cheesy. Which I think is why it's getting a series. Ooh. Yeah, it's getting a series. It's tiny. It is a cool idea. The ship goes missing for seven years. They don't know where it's at. It's a 90s. 90s? No. Yeah, late yeah, 90s. Yeah, probably like 90s, 99. Right? Yeah. yeah. 90. I feel like we we mentioned Sphere. And is, no, that's Cube. Cube's the one where they keep to, trying to get from like, it's like a Rubik's Cube. Yeah. With a death trap in each. Yeah. There's like four of those movies. Oh, isn't um, Jennifer Lopez in that? No. no. Well, that's The Cell. And that's not even Which close. one is Sphere? Uh, I think Dustin Hoffman's in it, and I yeah. think it's a spear in the bottom of the ocean, and I think it's not an alien advice. That came out at the same time as, like, Leviathan. But you're not talking about Abyss, because Abyss... When psychologist Norman Goodman, Dustin Hoffman, check number one, wrote a report for the government on how to deal with extraterrestrial life forces, check two, extraterrestrial, he didn't expect his recommendations to be used... Okay. Um, Time is Leviathan, right? And it's 1998 is what Sphere is. So when did Dark Horizon? Not Event Horizon. Event Horizon came out in 1997. So, um, Ad Astra sounds like it might actually be something I want to watch. Yes, good movie. I I don't want to pump it up as 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 action exciting. It's a it's a tense and, and thoughtful exciting. There is some action in it, though. Yeah, there's definitely action. And like I was trying to say earlier, like they, they mostly respect the there's no sound in space, but there's sound inside your helmet. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Moving on. So that's enough about Ed Astra. Um, anything else that, Kendon, you've been up to you want to talk about? Those are my two things. All right. So I have a couple things. Um, first of all, I've, I think I've talked about this before, that I've been watching Big Little Lies, and I'm on season two, and I just saw my very favorite episode so far like it might be one of my favorite episodes i've seen on tv in a long time i really liked it wow so yeah it was nice i um i really really enjoyed can you it say why no okay um i can say there's a courtroom scene and like as a lawyer i really liked the questioning that was w- happening were they able to handle the truth no they could not handle the truth okay so i really liked that was that an 80s movie no a few good men. It was early, early nineties. I don't think yeah, it's one of ours. Those were on that whole John Grisham phase. Yeah, ninety-two. Yeah. Um. So another thing. This relates to Ad Astra. Um. When you're talking about that, they had Subway on the moon. So Kenan has been showing me this clips of this guy. I don't know what it is on YouTube, but he used to work for Subway, <laughs> and it's really ridiculous. Kenan, what is that thing that you've been showing me? The odd one out. Odd one out. It's really funny. 
Yeah, he's just a he's a YouTuber. He has a bunch. He's just an odd, funny kid. Um, also, I watched his thing on. Oh, he, he, I think I found him because I was looking up uh, like videos about the Dark Crystal. Oh, really? And the Dark Crystal was, and so he was doing something like this uh, thing with a bunch of other YouTubers where they would talk about the movie that freaked them out most when they were a kid. Oh. And his was Dark Crystal. So, so I. So this was research. I've seen this because it was your research for yes. last week's episode. Yes. And then I just went through the rest of his videos and he's really funny. He and, is really funny. Yeah. So how many of them are his tales about Subway? At least three or four. <laughs> like he has like a couple about working there and then it comes up in a bunch of his other ones. I he's see. called The Odd Ones Out and I think one is with the, the numeral and then it adds ones out. Something the like graphics that. remind me of like the Zoloft guy if he had a body. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I really thought the guy was funny and I'm recommending it. Um, and then have I mentioned lately that I've been watching Ballers? Have we talked about this? I mean, I watch, I've been watching We've Ballers. We've talked about but it in the past. I'm watching the current season of Ballers. The final season of Ballers. It's over what? after this? It's over after this? No. I thought you watched the show. What? How did you this not know is that? the final one. How did you not know? Because I don't watch the news. I just watch the shows. But even How on the I show, this, you didn't see any of the, the final season of Ballers? No. And any other stuff? No. I skipped the, the commercials and stuff. It's the final season of Ballers. Oh, no. I mean, would you want it to be a terrible show and then in? Or would you uh, rather wait, didn't we just talk about that with Mad Men? Yeah. You can go too far. You go too far. They're ending it. Was she so sad? I mean, you. I mean, The Rock is a movie star. John David Washington's a movie star. Like, what more? But she doesn't want a movie. She wants a show. You got to see him every week. But I because like of their the stars, show. they're not going to do the show anymore. But he was a star before. Maybe yeah, he'll make another. He was movie. another star. show. Who? The Rock. Yeah, but it's demanding. Yeah, I suppose. I well, just that's see, I, I really can see why Shalene is bummed. Basically. Thank you, babe. Yeah, that was that really deflated my heart. And it was already empty because we finished Mad Men. Oh, I'm going to need some CPR, Kendon. What yep. song will you sing? You have a few weeks of ballers <laughs> left. <laughs> so, Shalia, like, and apparently, this is no longer the case. This is not actual medical advice. But they used to teach people that when they're doing um, CPR, they should do Staying Alive. Yeah. yeah. Like to help they you with do that. it to the uh, beat. Uh, now the beat oh, to the staying, staying alive to staying me alive. is very similar to another one bites the dust, and You're so not wrong. Uh, somehow uh, in my uh, mind it's turned into another dust. one bites the dust, which is really funny. Like to think of don't trying sing to, that song while you're giving why, me CPR. Yeah. That song while you're giving CPR. Yes, yeah, and idea. that was Queen, right? Which that ties Queen. together because I yeah recently watched Bohemian Rhapsody. The movie's not very factual, by the way. Yeah. Oh really? No. Not at all. Oh, well, that's difficult because I don't know the facts. So now I, I have no I reference No point. way any of those biopics are the facts. Yes, but like the some broad strokes, are. is it like somewhat true? Sure. Yeah. 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 Like what it's can I based rely on? on a real story. Did, did Freddie Mercury was in a group called Queen and they made music? Yes. That's it? I mean, yeah. But all the, the emotional beats of the film are factual. Well, so we talked about this when it was coming out where the band, the rest like the rest of Queen, had actually thought that this was a movie about Queen and the band. No. Um, and then it turned out like it's actually about Freddie Mercury That's and being the lead. accurate. Okay. Well, I really liked that. I thought that they attributed a lot of 
the hits and a lot of the like successes of Queen and the positive things about the music to individual band members. Like I was like, oh, this guy's really awesome and that guy's really awesome. I thought they portrayed them very, very well. When you say they, who's they? When I say they, the people who made the movie, or you mean they, the the band members? When you say that they portrayed them well, who's the they you're talking about? Whoever made the movie. Okay. The movie makers. I thought I thought it was a positive light for those individuals. It wasn't as much what as... What if I told you that they, Queen had a hand in producing the film? That makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Cause... And also be why it's probably not factual. Um, so they're trying to take credit for what Freddie actually did. No, just telling a story that's not accurate. If I let you tell your life story, it wouldn't be accurate. You would tell all these high points and embellish things that were great and not talk about the ugly nature of what you were doing. That's fair. Like the scene where he figured, cause he finds out he has HIV. None of that happened. He didn't find out until mm. after Live Aid. It wasn't some rallying cry for him to perform at Live Aid. That happened after. He found out he was HIV positive after Live Aid performance. So how um, how does that change? It's this emotional moment in the film. Yeah, I, I saw it. Broke, I'm, they, I'm saying, how does that change? How does that change your thoughts of the movie that that was out of order? Like it's used to manipulate you. The whole that that whole sequence is to manipulate. But aren't you. movies, but, yeah, movies made to manipulate me? You. But you could have just had them perform a lot. You didn't need that. You didn't need to lie about him. They did because they end the movie. With the Live Aid performance, you could have yeah. just ended it with Live Aid. No, no, but then you left out the fact that he had you HIV. Could, did that after the? After, after. No, no, you no, can't no, end no, it no, and no. do you it could after. Have. You can't. No, you, you can't you do could both. Have, but it's not a documentary. It's not a documentary. They're trying to get across emotions and certain truths, quote unquote, or whatever. But the about. problem is, like everyone knows when you like this is public knowledge. It's but not the, I don't see how it makes it a worse movie. It makes it a worse movie because. It's if if it's like if, if there's a Tupac movie and they talked about him being shot in in L.A. and you knew he got shot in Vegas, I wouldn't care. For, to, to, to to give this movie a different emotional way because he's shot in front of no, his sorry, girlfriend. Ex- so the what you, know you what just mean? talked about was was such a so that's that's a locational it's change. Time, yeah. As opposed as opposed to time. And what I'm saying after watching the movie is they wanted to show him ending on a high, like on that that amazing performance that he had. You could have done that. that. But you could not have done that, and then, and then had to go on and have a scene of him finding who, out he has HIV. Who said you had to have a scene with that in there? Who said that had to be? I in think the that's movie? an important. They decided important it was important. Part, like I understand no, you. They didn't. They didn't, didn't have, have to put it in there. there. But that's care. just that's a lie of omission or an inaccuracy of omission as opposed as opposed to an inaccuracy in the timeline. No, no, it's, it's an inaccuracy in the timeline. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Leaving it out is an ac- inaccuracy in the story. Omission. Leaving it in the top, putting it in a title card is not. But plenty of these biopics have title cards that say, "This is what happened to Shalia." I agree years, with their choice, four, though. Four years after this, I I agree with their I choice. You agree with like, putting something that's inaccurate in the film? Yes. Okay. I mean, I watched Titanic. I, I, that I, wasn't I, true. Turns out, I was very upset yeah. citing it. And got in a fight with my dad about it, yeah. and it turns it's an out it wasn't true. Choice. It's yeah. an artistic choice. They're not. They're not writing history. They're not doing a documentary. They're writing a story. Story of someone's life or people's lives, and they wanted to have an emotional beat at the end, and also include an important fact. And the it's fact is fact. that it is the fact it's, of him fact finding out a, is a fact that he found out, and it and does not matter out is a fact. to me if they switched the 
order of that to make to tell a better story. So one is, that, thing is that, that a better story to you? Because even if it's false, yes, yeah, he's yeah. saying it's yes. Not a, it's not better. Than I, I'm, I'm saying false. the the course of the movie would be climax. I'm up on the stage. I'm doing this wonderful thing, and then addendum. If I'm going to act out and portray him finding out he has HIV again, that's not something that you after, have to put in the film. You don't have to, but they chose. They wanted that in the movie, and they also chose that they wanted to end it. On a high. What I'm saying is, if you want to end on a high, you do not have to put that in yes, the Yes, you do. On that, no. In that movie, you have you to. Don't you have can't to not include hear, hear that. It's bittersweet. It's a bittersweet. You con- have to include hear, that. Hear you I'm can't saying. leave that out of the movie. You don't have to have a scene with it in the movie. That's all I'm saying. You can put the information in the You film, can't end but, with that but, information. Yeah, here's the thing. It happens all the time, these biopics. They, it's like someone who we know is his past. And then they show this biopic and it ends on a high note. And then later, and then it's like, oh... He ended up passing no, away. No, that but, changes but, the tone no, of the movie. You know what I'm saying? It is not when it's a title card. Yes. Even with a title card. Because it changes it. it. No, this, I watched this whole Tim, movie about Tim, this kid. just because other people have done it and it worked, I'm saying I agree with the choice these, fem- these filmmakers made for this. I agree with how they did it and also why I, what I am, how do I say, not, guessing why they did it. I also agree with why they did it. Here's what's yeah, more important I'm to me. I'm never just on board on something that's inaccurate in it when it doesn't have to be. Here's what is more important to me. I think is, inac- inaccurate is different than factual, non-factual. Well, go ahead, honey. What's more important, like what's most important to me, and I don't know if they've said this or whether we know, but like is that moment. Ha- like when, regardless in time of when it happened, because it was also, there was a lot going on there. Regardless in time... Of when it happened. If that conversation happened the way it happened. It didn't happen. So it didn't happen at all? No, they, they didn't even break up like that. None of that is true. They didn't break up? Not like that. Well, no. so, okay, I'm not talking about the breaking up. I'm saying but that, but again, at some point the band but, learned that he had HIV. But again, that's part of, but again, that's part of that entire sequence. Is that they've been broken up. But uh, I'm not worried about that. My, but, but my he, point. He, 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 he what I'm saying. I'm telling you, though, what's important to me yeah. in that moment. And right. of all of these inaccuracies right. and what you guys are pointing out, the thing that would be most important to me is right. in whatever moment after whatever has happened, right. whatever, in whatever moment that the band members found out he had HIV, mm-hmm. whether they were all together in the same room or not, mm-hmm. if in that moment the response was the way it was, like, that would be more important to me. I don't really care about the circumstances leading up to it or the technical details about, like, where or when. But what does matter to me is the reaction from the band members and, like, this whole – because that's the thing that they kind of put through this whole thing of, like, we're family. And they responded very positively and strongly, but also, right. like, emotionally. And that's the more – like, if they fake that, that – is like the nail in yeah. the coffin to me and I'm like fuck you guys you don't get to like if they were not as <sighs> responsive because but you also way. said that that the band was very involved in the movie in producing the movie yeah so they let like things that I've been this is a topic I've been thinking about a lot and the story that we tell like in this about real life people but also constrict to two hours. But you, you know, somebody always comes out and say, well, it didn't really happen like that. Well, like as I move along in life, I'm like, somebody had to make a decision to, on how to tell this story. They had X amount of constraints to tell certain things and get across certain concepts, certain feelings, certain relationships. And that's why swapping. Yeah, it's inaccurate, but 
if I went back to all of these based on history, all of that is is like that. And they must have had a concert all after. Like yeah, it is all like that. Every must, single thing is like that. They must have had like a concert after not all they like learned that. that he had HIV. Did like, it, I'm sure they performed after that. The whole thing about how accurate these biopics are. And, like, Selma was, like, the highest, like, in the high 90s percentage. Well, yeah. Okay. I mean, but, but what I'm saying oh, is like you assume those biopics are not true. That's why they're not documentaries, and you um, don't cite them. But you know, he's saying that it was ninety that Selma was ninety percent accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Suppose, but I mean, I that's still only ninety percent. That means something was inaccurate about it. But here's the thing: the what, sin what, that this one has was that is it apparently wasn't a super good movie. Like it was, it was, a, it was a fine movie. movie. But my point is, is that trying to make a good movie as opposed to getting out all of the facts in the order exactly how they are i think it's more important to make a good movie but you don't need that for my, my point is you don't need that for a good movie and to your thing what you were saying was like the inaccurate the thing that, that that's so frustrating when watching it is the inaccuracy of how bad they were quote-unquote broken up is him telling them that he's hiv positive is this rallying cry for them to no because they had already come back together they had he, not come back yes together. they had they mm-hmm. were in the office they, and they, they made him leave and they're like yeah but, i just want to fuck yeah, they came to, no we they just came back it. together but there. this was but it was them it was him coming into their rehearsal and they had because they hadn't really worked together no no no, no was, they were was, in an office yes and that's when he came back and they when, were when like all right we can do it they hadn't done music together until they're rehearsing for this library thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's this moment where they're in the room and he says, you guys, I've got it. Like what? He says, I've got it. And they have this whole kumbaya moment. And then... But they'd already decided to be back together and that's why they were practicing when he right. told Yeah. Them. I thought the moment in the still, office was more strong than right. that yeah. in terms of coming back together. Right. But even then, that's overblown. How broken up they were. All of it is just like, it's not that's necessary. But I don't know But that. how did it feel to them? Everyone did they that. feel that no, they were broken up? Everybody knows that because I, I was out and I don't think Shalia did either. We oh, man, you got a no queen. I'm a queen it. fan. Yeah, everybody knows. None of that. We were laughing, I mean, the they screen, did, we're like, laughing at the screening watching. I'm like, no, this is how it happened. What are, you, what are they doing? Maybe they felt like they were. Who? The band. Broken up. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we're talking early 80s, it was, right? All this stuff is easy to find so if like, you want to look it up. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, again, I don't take any of this. as Like, I would never cite to this movie unless I was trying to, like, pull a quote and, like, get an emotional reaction and in the a thing, paper. Like, you, but you learned zero about Queen. That's, I, I, well, I that's the thing. Agree. I thought I learned a lot. Like, I was yeah. like, oh, shit, you were a dentist and you were this. Like, first of all, meeting at a college well, and that they were... Um, I mean, that's something. It could be false. Yeah. But that's this, a lot. Like, I, I was like, you guys is- were grad students and then you became banned and you became queen like that to me i learned all of that yeah i think this movie is is, what it's getting across or trying to do is say this was what it was like to be queen at the time that queen was queen and the energy that was going into and the creativity and stuff i thought i I thought it was more like what it's like to be freddie mercury during that time not to me half dozen you know whatever yeah like I and that's what I had heard was that they didn't they thought they supported the movie um the band members who are still alive they supported the movie and then think it actually wasn't a, about them as much as they thought it would be and they so that was like a ooh sorry so like I think I don't know I it. thought it was a really positive light that they showed them in cuz they shot it differently it was a different movie well there was supposed to be a different movie before but they changed it it was supposed to be uh, Sasha Baron Cohen playing Freddie Mercury that would have been it was, it was a di- it was a much darker movie about sort of like what it was like to be queen at that time they go they're going for a lighter film they bring in Rami Malek um it you, was lighter that's true even need, the dark times were not bad they 
they needed Queen's input because you had to license the music if you were going to have the movie, mm-hmm. which is why they're coming as producers. Well, I liked it, and I was sur- I was pleasantly let's say that I was pleasantly surprised in terms of the individual band members that we see in depicted because i was like oh yeah these guys contributed they helped write the music like i have no idea if it's true if that guy came up with the beat of like oh it was it was another one bites the dust right he just started playing it boom 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 i think that happened before i came downstairs okay yeah i like i i well we talked about this when i was talking about songland like i like to see the creative process and when they're creating stuff so I appreciate that. Uh, uh, Rocket Man's a much better biopic about Elton John. Yeah, apparently that didn't do so well. Yeah, it's a much better film. But it's about somebody I'm less interested in. And it's about one person. He's a lot more interesting than you may know. I bet. I mean, come on, it's Elton John. I'm sure he's interesting. I don't know if I can name any of his music that's you, not. You'll be surprised what songs of his you know. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. I might recognize a bunch of songs once I'm there, but I'm not compelled to watch something about Elton John because he doesn't like hold a role in my life the way Queen does. You know, that's a really good point. I mean, it, and he does probably for other people, right? This yeah. is very oh, subjective. Absolutely. But like, that was the other part is I had no idea how many of those songs were Queen. Like, I had no, 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 no. Yeah. Well, honestly, I didn't know Freddie and, Mercury existed until that epic rap battle and with him. And Edgerton does the <laughs> like, <laughs> So there's that. And Edgerton does amazing performance Who? as Elton John. Turn oh, Rockman? But yeah. He's great. He's a, one of the best performances this year, him as Elton John. Nice. Well, so Elton John, I know, like, I, he, he, yeah, like your song, love it so much. Like, he's great. I am not usually surprised learning about his songs but queen is one where i'm like boy shit they did that song too and that song i think it was like big bottom girls is that the yeah. big bottom big yeah big <laughs> big bottom girls i, like I had no idea booty. that was them all i can hear is big booty, big booty, booty <laughs> i was Way thinking apple song. bottom but yeah no i had no idea that apple he did that bottom jeans, um so yeah anyway that was fun so speaking of classics Right, we're talking about Elton John and Queen. Let's get into the movie that we're talking about this week. Meet Chris Parker. Getting ready for the greatest night of her life. Now she's stuck babysitting the Anderson kids. Adventures in babysitting. Adventures in babysitting. 1987. Adventures in babysitting. Adventures in babysitting. 1987. Starring Elizabeth Shue. So this is our what third, fourth movie with her. What else did we do? Star with that? of the '80s, cocktail for sure, um, and I don't remember the others. She's the girl, and oh, she's the, isn't she the girlfriend in Karate Kid? Karate Kid, that's the other one. So cocktail and Karate and also Kid. we watched the boys a couple months that's ago. Right, she's a major flash, flash to the future. <laughs> <laughs> so directed by Tim. Tell us, Chris tell us some of the Columbus details. Chris, Wait, Chris Columbus. Columbus. What do I know him for? Oh, Harry Potter. Yes. Oh, but he did the first two Harry Potter movies. He did the first Harry Potter. He's Before good at directing dark. kids. He did Rent. Child he actors. Did the help. Yeah. He did the help. Huh? Wait, he did the help. <laughs> do you remember when oh, they man. wanted no, he, to play the help? He helped in, uh, produce the help. Black History Month. <laughs> so he's only he's work. only diffusely responsible for that crime against humanity. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yes. Diffusely, as in produce. So, so Elizabeth, Elizabeth, Shue, yeah, Elizabeth Shue, Meyer Bruton, Keith Coogan, Anthony Rapp. 
Yeah. And Calvin Lewis. Do you know about Anthony Rapp? Yeah. And are you going to name Brenda's, the actor for Brenda? Um, Penelope Ann Miller. Yeah. Do we recognize her? We just saw her recently. And what? She's kindergarten cop. So, yeah. So this, is, the this was so funny to me. This is 87, and she's playing a high school kid. And then... What did Kindergarten Cop come out? 1990? Yeah. So three years later, she's playing the mom. Uh, but that makes sense. They oh. always they always do adults. I mean, he's like a five or six year old, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's old. kindergarten. He's kindergarten. So like that's... So three years later, she has a five-year-old. Yeah. I, I think that, that, that checks out because, because she didn't... Um, what do you say? Yeah, she's playing within the range, I guess. Yeah, she's playing yeah. within the range. Anyway, it was just kind of funny because I'm like, wait, how how are you running away from home? You ran away from your husband. She's got a thing. For running away? Yeah. <laughs> we also got Bradley Whitford, who we all know from Get Out, and Vincent D'Onofrio's in this as well. Mm-hmm. Where is he in it? Oh, he's Thor. I didn't see him. What? Yeah, that was so funny. What he's you didn't Thor? Recognize him? No, I did not recognize him at all. Awesome. Yeah. What? That's great. He looks the same. What? I'd not. I will look that up. Bigger. So I picked this movie, um, and I picked it because for a couple of reasons. One, it's been in my mind lately because when we were in Atlanta visiting the Shaw family, um, Dom, when we were talking about like let's record an episode while we're on the road. Um, of all of the 80s movies, Adventures in Babysitting is the one that he wanted to do. And he was like very excited about it. Like in a positive way, he loves Adventures in Babysitting. And so there's that. And then also Carme has been babysitting lately. So I was like, oh, this kind of works because it has been an adventure such as our remote ended up in her pocket in some other town because she had stuck it there because the baby wanted the remote. So we were like, what do we do? We can't watch TV because <laughs> we have no remote. So I asked Dom, though, like, why why it is that he loves this movie? Why did he want to? Um, yeah, why does he love it? And what he says is that it's quirky comedy with an adventure twist. And I think that's right. Like, it is quirky. And there is this it's adventure. It's it's extremely 80s. It's it's not adventure for me. Like, I'm like, oh, like, I'm not and I'm not experiencing it. But the kids are. So I kind of get it. So um, the movie is about a 17-year-old senior who is too old for babysitting, but her boyfriend cancels on their anniversary, and so she has no other better plans. That guy is always a douchebag. He is, except for in West Wing. Isn't he a douchebag in West Wing? Never watched West Wing. <laughs> Tim, I'm learn. I don't know. I'm gonna have to like take all of these data points about your blind spots and figure out what this means. I know it used to be you. my blind spots. I'm like, yeah, I've you're, never watched you're that. Blowing show. my mind right now. <laughs> well, I only saw it because you were watching it, and I would come in the room and you were watching yeah, it. Yeah, West Wing is a classic. You gotta watch West Wing. I don't know. I think. Yeah, I think it's important. Yeah, I think you should watch West Wing. Um. Okay. So. She has nothing better to do. So when she gets a call for babysitting, she doesn't have any excuse of not to go. So she does. And she's babysitting a little girl. And the older brother is not going to stay. He's going to go to his friend's house. But he has a crush on the babysitter. Mm -hmm. That's a trope, right? 
Always, like yeah. official trope. So the kid has a crush on his babysitter. Yeah. Yes. Um, in terms of influences, I was like, this influenced crazy, stupid love. Um, so they are just supposed to have the night together. Like it's supposed to be nothing. But then she gets a call from Brenda, her friend, who ran away from home because she gets in fights with her mom, and she's at the train station, and to she's the bus scared. station. She took a cab to the train station. She's at a bus station? Just a bus station, right? She's not at a train station. I think she's at a train station. I think she's at a train Is station. It? That was a bus station. That's why it was all these uh, undesirable people there. I think I think that happens in both places. People. I mean wow. I mean the people who show up are these, right? They're supposed to be like the worst of the worst. There's the homeless guy in the I phone think she's booth, at the train station. The guy with the gun. I think she's at a train station. But she's scared. So she calls, she's like, So I ran away from home. I came to a train station. I have no money. I use all my money on the cab. Can you come get me? And so we've got Elizabeth Shue, who's like, her name is Chris. Her character's name is Chris. And she's she gets convinced to come get her. Now, this is the point of the story where any reasonable person wouldn't, their movie, the movie wouldn't get made because any reasonable person would, before going without any money, going to go pick her up with kids that you're not supposed to be taking around, especially because you're lying you're having to like lie to parents and stuff about because apparently they're not allowed to go in the city or whatever like you 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 problem solve in other ways like my thought was you call your mom and say hey this is what's going on and you figure out what to do with these kids while you go get her or whatever it is anyway that's not what happens instead she decides to take the kids into the city uh with her to go pick up her friend and the city is a crazy wasteland yes, the apparently. city and yeah. i keep, I keep saying the city because first of all they don't ever explain where we are like it takes a very long time it's to chicago, realize they're talking it? about chicago. chicago yes wow. but that's like 45 minutes in that we realize it's chicago um unless you know the uh suburb because they, they do tell them what like they do say what name of the suburb they're in but mm-hmm. i don't know chicago suburb so i don't just like know that i don't even know if it's real but anyway so they but they refer to the city as if it's this big scary place mm-hmm. which is kind of funny because do you guys remember when we talked about big yeah. and how like he did go into the city from the suburb that he was in but it was not was the same suburb? thing was that a suburb or outskirts of the actual city? Was uh, that like that was like San Francisco, right? No, that was New York. Well, in New York and big, and big. Are you I sure? think he was in the suburb because you had cars and parking. <laughs> but in any case, it was like downtown versus like Queen Anne, maybe right. if you're if you're not considering a city. But um, where he was scared, like as things were happening, but it wasn't like this, like ooh, the city. Um, this was ridiculous. Anyway, so they have to go into the city. They, they blow a tire. Turns out there's no spare. So they end up, luckily, this is like the adventure's beginning, right? A guy comes and helps them. But then he ends up taking them into a very scary situation with guns, shots going through windows where any of them could have been dead. Um, they escape and jump into another car where it's being stolen. So then they get taken to a chop shop or not really a chop shop. Um, like a, a chop shop because they're selling the cars no, whole. A, no, they're not. The yeah, chop- they are. They're talking about like we got this many going to this place and this many no, no, going to this place. The chop shop, you would take it apart and reassemble it for multiple cars. Yeah, I got the impression they were stealing cars and sending them places. They no. weren't taking them apart necessarily. It looked like they were taking them apart there because they were like, we got three Chevys for Philadelphia and we've got this yeah, many for this. Like they were reselling so maybe the cars. I don't understand how chop shops work, but I was always in the impression you take the car, you take the take it apart. And use those parts to rebuild the same sort of car. So my question at this point is, is that what those Ferraris were in no. Rain Man last, a couple no, weeks no. ago? Are we sure? Those are just yeah. cars. 
that couldn't pass the EPA test. Yeah, yeah, because mm. they were they were high emissions cars. Imports probably. Oh, okay, so they're just like Ferraris are illegal here. No, the amount of, of smog that they put out is illegal, and where they're made, the regulations are different. Okay, so you just couldn't have Ferraris in the United without, States without. No, not okay. He's in California. First of all, California always has the tightest risk, like. Uh, restrictions on emissions in the whole country. Oh, okay. Um, so it could have been okay other yeah, places. Or you have to tune the engine. You may remember, was it Volkswagen? Yeah. Or Audi. Volkswagen got in big trouble recently yep. because they had their cars that would, when they got the emissions test, would behave differently than when they were right when they were driving. Yeah, it was Volkswagen because it was uh, stuff about the chip in there. They yeah. Were, yeah. For their for their diesel, I think. Yeah. yeah. That was so, a consumer protection or antitrust something. We got we sued in our state. So there's a balance between performance and emissions. And so the Ferrari, the, the Ferraris they were trying to bring in, were tuned such that they're that that when the, in their normal operation they were putting out too much exhaust. They were putting mm-hmm. out too much emissions. Um, so the the car wasn't illegal. It could sit here all at once, but you can't go driving it around because it. If it doesn't pass emissions, you can't go and get your um, registration renewed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So they end up in a chop shop and they have to escape from that. So now you've got some big bad guys following them around town. Then they go on some adventures like just running. So they go to a blues club. They end up at a frat house party. Some of my favorite 80s tropes is, is white people lost and end up in like an all black club. Oh God! Sure. Yeah, it's, it's, it's in so many '80s movies. They end up in an all-black club. Oh, what do we do here? The club stops, or yeah. the music stops. <laughs> they do something really soulful in front of all these black people who cheer them on. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, she knows the blues. Yeah, yep. she's so cool. What type of rule is that? You can't, you can't leave. Everybody hasn't the seen the blues. It was like nobody's going to come to this club. You're going to have all the can you worst imagine? people up there trying to sing the blues. <laughs> can you imagine? Like, yeah, the answer is, I know you're fucking with me. Okay, I'm going to go away, and then it's funny. But, like, no, she takes it seriously and is like, yeah, I have to do this. It's a real rule. But, like, I feel like in the 90s it would be, like, white dude shows up at a hip-hop yes, party. Yes, that's a rap. And then has to put his hat to the back. Yeah. And He's got <laughs> put his, like, tie around I'm his... sure we've seen that a couple times. <laughs> so... What is Bullworth about? That's um, a politician. Politician one. Yeah. Okay. But doesn't he end up, like... Having to uh, ghetto like superstar. He's trying to not pretend, Just being cool. but he's pandering. It's yeah, like a pandering. Bill Clinton yeah. type yeah. comedy. So, so they end up at a white frat party. Then they, or just a frat party. Then they go. They finally make it to Dawson's garage where her car is. Um, meet Thor. So now they got the car. They're heading home. You haven't gone on and on about how much Thor is in this movie. We're going to. I'm just giving you the plot. Oh, okay. I'm going through the quick plot. This is how Shalia gets the plot. There are so many points. There are so many points we can talk about. Clearly and concisely. (laughs) So we get the car. They're heading home, except for then they see that turns out her boyfriend's cheating on her. Not like he... His excuse dinner. was a lie, so they have to stop. And because it's they stop and confront him, it's such a terrible lie. And then they, so because they stop and confront him, the they lose the little girl because she also because she doesn't stay where she should. Of course. And now this little girl is being chased by the big bads, and so she runs to her their parents' skyscraper office. And we've got like a scary child hanging out on, no <laughs> out on the top of a skyscraper. Yeah near death situation and almost run into get caught by the parents situation and then they make it back to the car and they get home they have to race 
the parents, they get, they get the home, power. and they get all away with it. All. It's like a cat in the hat at the end, where it's like everything needs to uh-huh. come back to, to where it is at the it very end, and then she out. jumps in the chair, and right as they walk in, she's innocently reading a magazine, yeah. uh, which would have been funny if it had been the Playboy. Right. That would have been hilarious. Yeah, that like I feel like that joke, it was funny the way it kept going, but it didn't... They didn't end it well. Like, it no. should have... There should have been, like, a good punchline. You know, like, on a comedian... A like, drum roll, like... <laughs> yeah, like they, like those um, running jokes, though. Like, they'll say something in the beginning, it might come up in the middle, and then, like, at the end, it's their outro or something. Like... Chappelle did that in one of his like, more recent stand-ups. Was it, like, the third time I met O.J. Simpson? Simpson. <laughs> yes, something like that. So, um, and then the boy kisses her so the movie starts with when you said the boy what boy are we talking about the boy from the frat house yeah so the so movie the, starts the with her because <laughs> there are two on. boys following her the whole uh-huh. time with so their the, tongues on the floor uh, so the movie starts with her singing along to that song and then it ends with her getting the kiss um and the song playing so i really like how it bookends in that way but that is the plot that is what happens that is the story and there's lots to talk about but the boy who actually shows up that is so contrived one hundred percent. There was nothing behind that kiss. Everything is contrived no, when no, it comes to that no, kiss. Everything is contrived. Not everything is contrived to an equal degree. Fair. Yeah. All right. That's the most ridiculous thing in that movie. Oh, this is so wild. And you're supposed to like feel good about it. You're like, Wait, that's stupid. the most ridiculous thing. One hundred percent. Yes. That he showed up. Yes. What? Why would no, he? No, no. That he was in the movie to begin with. To me, his yeah. existence it was A is the to most... B to C. It was what, like, she, okay, why are they at a frat party all of a sudden? Like, they need it was like the safe haven in the scary city. It was a room full of uh, drunk white dudes, and then she falls in love with one, mm-hmm. and then Fun Prince Charming shows out shows up again. And after not really knowing this guy, but he brought back a skate, they're kissing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she can now because she, she doesn't officially have a boyfriend anymore. Yes, exactly. It all lined up. Nah, so that I get now kiss she is stranger. And then he kind of me. in a uh, statutory rape situation. So she's 17. Yeah. How yeah. old is he? We don't know. He's in college. He is yeah, in so college. He's 19. We'll say. Because he's like, oh, I know you're not a. So- I know you're not a junior. My guess is he's at least a sophomore, not a junior. That's what I'm thinking because he's at the frat house. And he like appears to and be a member. He's not a pledgee, yeah. right? Exactly. We also don't know what time Yikes. of year. We also don't know what time of year this is. Like they're talking about when we see you at school. So I wasn't sure if this was like summertime heading into her senior no. year. Now we're sure, now we're going months. Oh no no no! no. I'm not I'm not months. justifying it. I'm just oh, saying okay. I wasn't sure. So then I also wasn't sure if like he just finished his freshman Question. year and now he's a sophomore. But it just means like she's just becoming a senior. Is so. is it problematic for a twenty year old to be with a seventeen year old? Yes, it's illegal. Okay. Uh, is is it? it? It should be. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the like age well, because, difference is. Because an eighteen year old with a fifteen year old is not. I never want to do this math because I never want to be in this situation. Yeah, well, no, no, I well, know. like I was eighteen I know, as but, a sophomore in college. But given so this, yeah, given you can be this with an eighteen-year-old senior. Given what this movie, who this movie is for, like who is this movie for? Any movies didn't care about any of that kind of stuff, though. But who, they weren't I, concerned. But sh- who is who sure. is this movie for? Is Julia. it for? It's for me. It's for you, isn't it? I don't know. So this was the first time I've ever seen this movie. I think. 
Like what? I was telling I thought you, this was I thought this was one of your classes. No, so it's one that I know existed and I know it fairly well and I remember things like being scared because there's a guy with a claw hand, that kind of thing. Right. And Which is fucked up. My memories of this are very foggy. Like I was saying so this earlier, I think maybe ten year You've old or younger, foggy, but also not complete. So I don't know if I've ever actually watched the movie or if I've seen certain parts of the movie or like Sienna and I never watching the movie and I saw it and then left the room because it's scaring me. I'm not sure I've I've ever seen seen it completely through. But I mean, it's not for me now. Maybe it was for me then. I just didn't. I was too young. Probably. I don't know. First of all, but it is, is this, very romantic. Like I, I really enjoyed her. The music, the music is it got me. Like starting with that song, yes, that is romantic. It's like a romantic, rom, romanticizing, romanticizing. The mood is romantic, or these scenes are romantic. The idea, it's like um. The idea of, what? of her, so like she's there, she's happy, she's excited about like a boy, and then she has that boy, but turns out he's not good. But then it ends with like an even better boy, like who's like a heart of gold. He's an even better boy. He That's is. He whole... gave her money, no worries. He t- helped her and the kid. That could easily turn into a controlling it could, relationship, or it could be that he was a nice guy. Like, we're, we're made we to believe know. he's a nice guy. Like I don't, I don't know, and I'm not, I'm but not gonna go romantic. I'm not gonna fight for this. Movie I didn't think about romance sure. at all. I what? Feel like, no, I was that's what it is. I was like, <laughs> this is so weird. When we dance, I hope they're not trying tight. to make this romantic, and then they did. They did yeah. when and she like, was dancing with him, and she was like, he was in a better her. movie, he would have been a character who showed up multiple times. They built a bond. It would have been time. someone she knew. Yeah, or somebody she met. Okay, so it could be, and we know it would never be. But like the, the role that the black dude had, yes, yeah. he was. That they met him early been, on. That should have been. And then he kept being involved. Somebody like that, even like even though in this movie it would have had to be a white dude. Hmm. Um, that made sense. But she ran into this guy at a frat party, like, and then to the tra- end of the second act of the film, right? Yeah. And then he tracked her down. It's just at the end of the night. Like it turns out that it was a good night for her. Was it? Yeah, that's why. It, and then, yeah, I mean, like they're they're meeting in the um, bedroom, her and the rest of the kids, and they're saying it was best my, night of my life so far, and she was like, "Mine too." This kid and then it ends with a cherry on top. This kids would be traumatized. I almost was killed multiple times tonight. Great night, guys. Um, I I think that like frat houses have been ruined. Yeah. So the now, idea the 80s, that you're they weren't ruined a good yet. guy yeah. at but a frat party in the 80s, when you're 17. In the 80s, in the 80s, 80s it was, that's it not the case. I know, but I'm not watching this in the 80s. Yeah, exactly. I think that is a difference like, between you, now you and, and then. also in the 80s. It was the case. Apparently, they were just covering up exactly for a bunch of like like their their public image was better at the time. Or it was no just allowed. Like we still haven't done Revenge of the Nerds, and like that's a straight up rape. Yeah, Animal House, all of those like spying on girls and like all like. Well, and we have this in the movie, too, yeah. because one of the kids, was it Rapp, Anthony Rapp? Mm-hmm. At the end, when they pick up the friend, and she's basically passed out, and he's, like, lifting her shirt and trying to look underneath so, it. So, I have a question about that. That has, like, it, it, like visually, that image is real disturbing to me. So, there is this idea of, like, this that age teenage boy, so, like, early high school type, who's, like, so obsessed with sex um, when we're talking about ones that are interested in girls, then it's like, uh, like, yeah, you're you're in love with your babysitter, and you want to like look at Playboys, and you like that. Those two kids were like kind of stereotypical. The the 
boy. They were the weird science kids. Right. That kind of thing. Now, do they grow out of that? Or are those characteristics just in men, like, walking around as 35-year-olds? Like, is that something that you grow out of? That, like, objectifying women, horny as shit, like... The horny thing is... The objectifying thing is the real concern. Yeah, at some point... The horny stuff comes and goes. But the, uh, the objectifying women and seeing them as objects and not seeing yeah. them as real people, that is a thing that, that even now is hard for men to get rid of. As a neutral term, I'm going to say a neutral term, eventually men get access to women's bodies. And then they're not so obsessed. No. Not necessarily. Uh, it's just that it's more sated, right? Like, so in, the most healthy, <laughs> in the most healthiest of ways, say you... Get a girlfriend at 17, 18, you guys start getting intimate, like, and it's just normal. Now you don't, you're not worried about looking up her, like, shirt, shirt every moment you get because she's, like, you know, consent is sexy. (laughs) Consensually, you're doing these things, Mm -hmm. right? It doesn't mean it doesn't go away because we know there's all types of terrible, like, behavior. But it's just that's the early stage. Although you're interested in, you want to get, you want to get a peek as often as you can. And then at some point, and to, it and becomes a normal part of life. And to, and to okay. Kenneth's point, even when it does become normal, normal for some men, the behavior itself is hard for men to shake. Like, we have to, I think, as men actively undo a lot of it. Because mm-hmm. so I have people in my life now who that kind of behavior... I know people who think it's okay to record some woman without her knowledge in a gym. Yeah, so I have a story of somebody in the shower and co-workers filming her and, with and, their phone. And to think... Like, what in 2019? But And to think that there's nothing wrong with that. Or, or to think or it's funny. Not even that it's funny. That, like... I don't think any of them think there's nothing wrong with it. They just think that, that they can do it. Yeah, yeah like, they, they're That's getting a thrill from the, it. I get to do this thing. Yeah. Um... Or like sort of these insult type of dudes who feel like I'm a nice guy, I do good things, I should have access to Rihanna yeah. because I'm nice. Which and the th- and 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 that uh, there's all the perception of all along with that because I'd say almost all of those guys could al- could also get access. Now they, what they don't necessarily get access is to what they think they deserve. Yes, mm. they deserve. Uh, nine out of a their spacey? ten, yeah, yeah. Stacy, all of that other stuff, and it's like so it's, the, well, it's, it's the behavior. So even when yeah. men are married, even when they're engaged, and families, and kids, and daughters, and it's the behavior that you that we've learned for years, and that we I always say this all the time. Like singularly, men I think are can be okay, but like when you get them in a group, it's like a bunch of dumb stacked up top each other, and they just can act dumb in a group, and mm-hmm. it just reinforces a lot of dumb group think and a lot of bad behaviors that you start to normalize it's like well uh, well that's what guys do boys being boys these fra- phrases we hear all the time they're nonsense but you, i mean you unlearn <laughs> well, it because yeah like you unlearn it. at a different age it's like if guys were at, like if guys are acting the way those kids are that's not cool once you're like mm-hmm. once you like oh i'm trying to do all of this stuff like the 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 methods of getting with women when you're older are not what these little kids are doing. No. That's and if right. you basically women do not like it if you're really excited to like get at them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But having haven't talked to my friends who've been on dates on Tinder and they're out there at our age still. Yeah, yeah, yeah there definitely are. But they're I, out there. I don't know how successful you are if you're like, Can I see your babies? Yeah, it's not even yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's clearly a low success rate, but they it's again it's trying to unlearn that behavior. If they don't have anyone near them or close to them, it's like 
pulling them aside saying hey for me it was learning from my female friends mm-hmm. to like yeah that stuff creeps me out but you have to and I, in my head as a guy I'm like, I, didn't, I, didn't, I don't think that would, I, that would be creepy <laughs> in my head i'm thinking as a guy like why would that be creepy but i'm, I'm realizing from a woman's point of view this is very creepy mm-hmm. so you're like oh i can see why you would think that would be creepy even though that wouldn't be my intention or whatever so you start to learn like trying to put yourself in someone else's shoes um like i was t- telling someone the other day one of my friends we were having a discussion about going out mm-hmm. and like what you wear when you go out i was like yeah just do i look nice am i good cool but she was like yeah if my sh- skirt's a little short i want to make sure my top is covered if my top is a little low i want to make sure my legs are covered this, yeah this whole be- mm-hmm. process it the whole our whole point is to not get groped not get followed not get street harassed and her and, and we but we both have the same intention which is like going to a bar and having a good time that that's where my that's where my thing stops hers is like i have a list of things i have to make sure i'm not doing because i don't want to do i don't want this to be a problem when i'm yep. out and that and even even if you go off this checklist it's not gonna stop it it still happens to her and so she's just like rather so, not go out so my question like oh, this is really helpful because like I see these like these characters for these kids in movies, and I just don't know. Like, not all boys are like that. Where are no. they? Can in space? <laughs> Maybe they not. are. Um, I think we all so just they're, some they're of them, and they stay that way. Or movies. is it? Yeah, because yeah. it is played up. All of the like all not not all, but the vast majority of boys are thinking about these things. But I think that like you don't give. At least the movies don't give enough credit to people of that age to know what's right and wrong and to not do everything that comes to their head and to make the movie more entertaining, quote unquote. Like, it's not about restraint. Right. And they're just yeah, like, 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 his, like friend, his friend's just over the top. Yeah. Yeah. He's terrible. He's pulling like, out. He's like, I wouldn't know a kid would pull out a Playboy in the back of a car with other people in it to show his friend. I mean, I can, I get that part of not like. When the, Babysitter. No, no, no. Here's the thing. It's contraband. The other thing (laughs) thing is that if you look at it one way, there's always a behavior that somebody would do. Right? Someone, yeah. And in these movies, to amp it up or whatever, I think they take all of those and put them into the same person. So I definitely could see like somebody I grew up with pulling out a porno mag because, (laughs) you know, like, but then not every single other thing that we see them do in this movie. Yeah. And um I don't it's been it's now been a while. <laughs> but I just don't but remember it being also for me I, I would say that like I think I think we all reach this young men reach we're all curious on some level, but we all reach a different point of understanding during different points of our maturity. Some yeah. some are younger, like I had sex education when I was like in the 5th grade. Same and, my, and my parents were very open to talking to me about things that were do's and don'ts. So these were conversations I was having in my home for uh, for other of my friends they weren't having those conversations. It was just don't have sex and that was the lesson. And there was no well, all right, cool. What do I do with what I'm feeling? Like how do I handle that? Like it was mm-hmm. none of that. My dad was really good about talking me through all a lot of that stuff. Um so so you know so we're all on on different planes and also you know men get around in a group or young men and they start talking about stuff and they exaggerate you guys watch euphoria Mm -hmm. yeah so that first episode when they're telling him that that girl likes rough sex and he has no idea what he's doing so he shows up to have sex with this girl and he's rough with her but it's not what she likes it's not even Mm -hmm. something she's into but he's learned from these other guys that this is the thing that you do so he emulates it which i think 
is extreme if, if you're out having, having sex. But I think on a micro level, young men learn from other men stuff that's just not accurate. Well, but, are told, but are told is truth. Well, I think what you're saying is 1987 was still at the height of boys will be boys. And culture was very much like, oh, boys will be boys. Yeah, yeah they're going to try to, of course they're going to try to peek up her her shirt. What is he supposed to do? Like, he's a boy. What else? Yeah. He's like, <laughs> Instead of like, yeah, yeah, don't do that. And don't, don't don't anybody from my past come at me and explain that when I was 14 year olds, I did. Because I don't remember it, first of all. And I'm yeah, pretty sure it didn't happen. Kind of stuff. Like, I didn't. But I'm not going to, like, the, the point is, is. But little stuff like I remember trying to sneak and watch the Playboy channel when my when I knew like my uncle was like watching it, not because of anything sexual. I just knew I wasn't supposed to do it. <laughs> like I knew I wasn't supposed to watch it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what was on it. I just knew no, you're not supposed to watch because it would like send me to you, go, you guys go to your room, go to bed. So I knew I wasn't supposed to be watching it. So then I would like sneak and try to watch. But I didn't know what I was looking at. I didn't ever got to see anything. I just now now looking back, I'm like oh, I get why they were. It was and Tim is five years older than me. Yeah, and so I can say I had the internet. Yeah, so. we didn't have any of that. That didn't exist. And Black Planet. Yeah, and Black Planet. Yeah, it was that. You know, that didn't exist. So that was the only. Me- I didn't know. Like my my dad had to call him his Vietnam friend. He's had stacks of Playboys in his apartment. My dad would just say, "Don't go over there." That's all I knew. Hmm. I just knew I'm not supposed to look at that. Whatever it is, that's that's. <laughs> I remember my at. first real detailed look was like an anatomy book at the at the school library. I just yeah. I was like I can just I can go this I look up vagina I looked at it and I was like huh <laughs> that's so different <laughs> my first uh, my first look at a play girl I still remember this was what? yeah it was I think maybe, I didn't even know that was a thing for the longest time I think it was eighth grade maybe it was um, Brad Pitt there were pictures of Brad Pitt and I think was he noodles was, like. Nah, they were they were like spying pictures. It wasn't cool. Like not like it was like him and who was he with? Gwyneth Paltrow. And it was like them naked and it was like pictures taken like over a fence of them. Like it was oh, not yeah, okay. Paparazzi. And I'm pretty Whoa, sure it was in Playgirl though. Playgirl? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I remember I like a friend grabbed it cuz her mom had it and she got it from her mom <laughs> and we saw it. Yeah. Um Yeah, so I don't know it's thing, it's, but it's, it's 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 weird, but I think we're in such a culture and now we're getting you know, away from it now, but that that encourages some, that sort of behavior that we see in the film. I, I, like, it's extreme, but on I think a, on a micro, we often still encourage it or dismiss it as honestly. The way I, I think there's this, and I, this is my theory about a lot of things. There's this influence of puritanical culture from the beginning of our country. I think, and it's it's push pull between like the idea of chastity and not seeing all this or whatever, and that then kind of boils over into certain behaviors because we don't look at things healthily. And it mm. makes me think of our drinking culture. Moderation. 100%. Right? 100%, yeah. Because our drinking culture is like, you should not touch a drop of alcohol until you're 21. And that means that alcohol is this whole, like, like forbidden, hidden thing. And so you so never learn how to do it. Act- you don't, you, yeah. you never know how to, t- you never learn to do it, like, responsibly. Yeah. Responsibly until you, ne- until it's too late. Like, yeah, because you're, 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 oh, you're 21, we're going to get you drunk. It's like, well, yeah. that's not Time's responsible. Wasted. No. Yeah. Youth is wasted on the young. Um, what? Uh, I was just like, yeah, you say until it's too late. <laughs> like, yeah, no, 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 no. By it's too fun. late. By, like, you have been doing this in an unsupervised way since you were, I don't know, like 14, 15, depending on yeah. the. And, and you get to 21, now you can do it legally, but you have built up this whole thing where, oh, I only do it with my friends. I do it to get drunk. I do it, like, I need to hide it from these people. All of that around the way you drink 
carries on after you're legally mm-hmm. allowed to yeah. instead of it being something that you slowly develop with your family and then your friends or whatever so yeah yeah it reminds me like to catch a predator where you look at that show and it's it's men from all different walks of life who are showing up but i look at that show and i always think to myself like how did they arrive at this point like how did these men get here i think they've were been they, there i don't know if they've been there mm. like yeah. I don't know if they've been there. These are things for for right or wrong that have existed for like all of human history. Right. Like I was just, um, I'm listening to a book about the, um, how do I say, the wars, the the cultural um, impact of uh, Greece and Persia, Mm. right? And the the Spartans had the same thing. They had like institutionalized man-boy love Mm -hmm. or whatever the term Mm -hmm. was within their military hierarchy. Like, these are things... I mean, Athens was known for it, and, you know, Persia, Rome, all of these places, they they did it. So these people didn't show up from nowhere. I'm not saying that it was... Le- like, it was morally correct at any time, but it's not an, this aberration right now. It's, it's something that's around. always been there, and our structure of our society right now says certain things are not appropriate. Mm-hmm. And I'm not turning judgment anywhere or another. It's just to say this didn't pop out of our particular society. It's not something new. It's just a part of human existence that should or should not be allowed. I would say it's part of male existence. No. That's my. That's what I'm offering. Okay, we got to move on. This is going very long. Right. I had that question for you guys, but I also want to talk about the uh, black stereotypes in this Oof. movie. I, I don't know how much we want to spend on it. The other talking point I have is I want to talk about Thor. So Was the first black person we saw one who stole a car? Yes. I believe so. I believe it was that they get in and he's stealing the car. He's and nice. He's and then nice. he won't drop them off because this is a scary neighborhood. He wouldn't even be alone in that neighborhood or something. And he takes them to the chop shop. Though we don't see anyone. We don't see anybody. Is that the the... the- Latino network neighborhood like what what is it supposed to help you with that yeah mm. so yeah he's the first and then um then there's another black guy kind of in like middle management in the chop shop I wanted to mention this because I feel like it's a thing I can't give you the examples but I feel like they wanted to put in a black guy who was bad but also who wasn't in control like they had to have the Mm. main guy be a white dude but the bad guy you see a whole, whole lot be black dude. And then he tries to help the girl. Yes. And then they leave him out there. I was like, this is fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about the skyscraper team. Yeah. Um, and then you've got the Blues Club. Which that is was just so... That's just a trope we see in a bunch of these 80s movies. I feel like I've seen it recently. What, what other tr- did we see it in recently? Um, oh, Weird wait. Science. Yeah, Weird Science they end up that in That is the like scene that. I was thinking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She takes him there. It's this like... Old, what is black, it? wise, um, blues people. Cool. Like, really black cool. people are just so cool. And, like, so it's like so you let cool. loose and have fun. Yeah. Right? Like, but that's they, the idea. But also, and, and, and well, there's it, an it, aspect it here that, sorry, that black people are, like, monolithic or, or groupthink or thinking because it's always like, oh, they're all disapproving of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, they and all have all the okay same, like, the same expression or same feeling about it's like the like a situation. record scratch. Yeah, that mm-hmm. makes no sense. You you and I are in a place like that, and this happens. We're cracking jokes. Yes. Like, there is murmuring through the crowd. There's all... It's it's not this whole, oh, we got to teach these white kids a lesson. Like, yeah. We're not all on the same page when this shit happens. 
and it's this weird underlying like fear of these white people in a room full of black people yeah it's yeah. like or like what are, are you they afraid of they're scared of are they gonna do anything Good. oh no they're just gonna it's make like they're in the lion's den yeah. like they fell in or like a snake pit or something like oh like, my gosh i'm how, surrounded like indy, when indy <laughs> falls into really, yeah, he's that's like what, what it seemed like and, and like he's the guy like it's supposed to be funny. Oh, you got to sing the blues to leave. What if she says no? Are we supposed... We're supposed to... Like, if you take it one step further, there's an implicit threat there. Yeah. Nobody leaves without singing the blues. Yeah, I don't sing the blues. I'm going to leave. Oh, like, what? what is the next step after that? Does the guy just kind of embarrass you? He's like, oh, nobody's ever called me up before. Or, or, yeah, or like, yeah, get off my stage then. <laughs> like, yeah, get, get off my stage then. Like, what... What is all of that? Yeah, and then just like the I, like willing suspension of disbelief. Like I had, it was really hard to believe that the rest of the people in that restaurant were gonna sit and watch this and not be like, move on. Like, this is not what we're here yeah, for. That, exactly. We are I didn't not pay here for this. this. Yeah, for mediocre like, woman singing. In How long is this Ruben out? <laughs> like this isn't just yeah. It's not the like, Apollo. <sighs> no. Yeah. I was gonna say they were like they also weren't cracking jokes at her the whole time. Th- then. It would also be like because they don't want I don't think they want the, the, the white characters main characters to be the butt of the joke, which is what they would entirely be if that was a real situation. <laughs> they would be crack like yeah. it would get real loud and ugly yeah. in there. And you could like and you the, think about the nobody violence. wants to hurt those yeah. kids. No, 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 there's no menace. There's no menace. This is a moment where you say, "Hey, can someone help us?" Yes, there's <laughs> all these people. There's a phone here. There's a phone. There's waiters. There's the, the, adults you're not clearly. gonna get snatched or attacked in yeah. this room this is when you say could you please call my mom but you remember i said the movie acts as if you can't like like you it's not believable that any of all of these brown people she's seeing might help, help her. her yeah like, absolutely it's, it's the danger maybe they none of these people danger. have fifty dollars maybe they would offer fifty dollars the most dangerous it, place to go is a frat house Yes, for a young seventeen-year-old woman, Absolutely. she should be more terrified at that frat house than she at the black the little, bar. There's drinking she sends the and there's fighting, and they never seem herself. afraid in the frat house. Right? Say, honey. They, she sends a little girl to the bathroom by herself. Yeah, yeah. Like it's fine. Look, there's, white there's, people. Yeah, there's drinking, there's fighting at the frat houses, all, and then no one's ever afraid but to it, be in there. And the they're the ones talking at that's her the safe, with the playboy. One hundred percent. And it's like, oh, it's okay though. I'm with my people, basically. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> it's, it's a lot, it's, it's a lot, but also it's not specific to just this film. This, no, it's, this it's happens 80s. in tons of eighties and nineties movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, okay. <laughs> so there's that. Um, then there's Thor. So, uh, when Vincent D'Onofrio, when Thor was going to come out, um, from the current MCU, I remember Kenan and Josh talking about it and they were just, I had never heard of Thor before and they were describing what? him and they're like, he wore this like helmet and flew around with a hammer and a cape. And I was just like, this sounds super weak. Um, <laughs> I remember vividly. Wait, wait, wait. Like, Shalia, what were you guys? carrying in our wedding pictures? I know. Isn't that funny? What were you carrying? I was carrying a Thor hammer. Mir, <laughs> uh, mir. Um, meow, meow. So I, yeah, I just character. remember being like, this is ridiculous. And so I don't know, like, there's the cartoons and other stuff, but like, Adventures in Babysitting, my impression is that this is for a certain age group of people. I think they're probably about eight years older than Kendon and I. This is like a very, like, plug this in right into their upbringing popular sh- t- movie. And so, 
in terms of Thor, I'm like, oh, like this makes a lot of sense that this that Thor would be more popular if it was in this movie. And it's not just like in this movie. I thought like, oh, that's funny. She's wearing a Thor helmet. And then we go to her room and she's got Thor all over the place. Yeah. And then she keeps yeah. wearing it around. I'm like, oh, this is cool. This is Thor. No, I, I honestly thought it was a little odd because I just I didn't think of somebody being that into Thor out oh, of all sure. of them. I mean, out of all, like, yeah, if it was exactly. the Hulk, like, I could see if it was the Hulk. And this might be because of the the time that I was growing up, right? Which ones were more prominent? Captain America, maybe, even Iron Man. Thor is awesome and all, but, like, it, it seemed like a real specific choice to give the little girl such an obsession with Thor. Yeah. Well, and then she says he's, okay, so she's like, all of the best superheroes are in the city. And she thinks that Thor is the best because he's fighting the evils of, the evils of darkness. Forces of darkness. Forces of darkness, which is funny because it's like, yep, but they're all fighting something kind of like. Which is weird because this, like, it's not the Thor I really know. Like, the Thor movie that we watched is kind of accurate to the original Thor. That's funny because it was a Hulk movie, wasn't it? It was a Hulk (laughs) movie. Well, the original, no, the original Thor, or the Thor that I know, he turns in, he's like, he is Thor, but he has a secret identity. Mm -hmm. And instead of his. Yeah, instead of his... Oh, wait. Are you... No, but it's not just like the movie. Okay. Because in the movie, he's two different beings, two different entities, right? The Thor that I know, I knew from the comics, he was just in disguise. Yeah, like, I'm sorry. I'm referring to Dawson in this movie we just watched. He's just in disguise. He's like, I have one of these at home. It's okay. Uh, yeah. Um, okay, so my favorite thing, though, when, when we're talking about this Thor piece... So I'm like, this is funny, like, because Thor is my favorite, right, now, but that wasn't the case always, and probably won't continue to be, depending on who plays him, like, Chris Hemsworth has done a good job with this particular Thor. Natalie Portman now. So, like, depending on future, like, how it goes, I don't know if he'll stay my favorite, or she'll stay my favorite, right? So, but, it, he, it is my favorite right now. So... I don't remember at what point we see it first. Probably when the guy with the hook hand, the tow truck driver, shows up, Pruitt. There's a moment where they're like, uh, and they show Sarah, and she's holding a Thor hammer. Did you see her little mini Thor hammer she was carrying around Mm -hmm. all night long? Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. I love it. I was like, I have one of those, too. Anyway, I really enjoyed that. So, that's Thor. What else do you guys want to talk about for adventures and babysitting? I'm done so i can say i've literally never been paid to babysit siana was four years older than me she did a lot of babysitting and i was like her helper slash she was also babysitting me and then <laughs> I, when i was in like high school nobody ever asked me to babysit that ever. makes sense though. and then tiala babysat a lot that makes perfect sense because of when you moved from your community mm-hmm. to a new yeah community. they didn't know me at that point versus tiala like grew up there and yep. she like babysitting the neighbor kids and stuff so yeah i've never been made to babysit ever so this is this is a wait have i been paid to babysit you have not yes that's correct (laughs) although i didn't know if they paid me because family friends but still yeah and also you're in college like that's probably when i needed to be paid yeah and like i mean yeah anyway so that's interesting um Let's see. Let's look at our notes and make sure we didn't miss anything. I had a quiz for you guys in terms of the Playboy. What month was she? July. Don't remember. March. She was Miss March. Um, so one thing that I thought was really funny is uh, they kept showing like the par- the parents building. Yeah. 
And then there's a moment where she, uh, Sarah's running through the alley and she sees and she's like, mom and dad. So she runs that way. And in my mind, I'm thinking city blocks. I'm thinking that shit is yeah. like an hour away. Yeah. And like, no, it turns out it's just like right there. I was like, they're really lucky that that building was a lot closer than it really would be in the city. Like that building was not, it was not that close based on like this view of it yeah. i thought that was really funny i thought that long vegas blocks yeah the sk- skyscraper thing was ridiculous her being outside the window and like that guy like that was like, dire moments very scary um real threat there perilous yeah crazy and then they left him out there which i thought was really fucked up i did too i thought it was also really stupid she like wound that cord around the guy's feet as if that was at least doable when she was down like in the same room as the parents hmm. um that was all really corny i don't know i didn't love any of that stuff um so we haven't talked about the bus or train station that brenda's at so that was i think of all of the like ridiculousness of these kids from the suburbs being afraid of the city hmm. i think where she was was the most legitimate i'm scared situation of i don't have any money and like there was some crazy stuff happening around her so we've got some fights over people who are living in the phone booth Mm -hmm. there's one person first who's like banging on it saying you're in my house and then later there's another lady who says you're in my house like get out of my house or something there's a guy standing around with a gun just like flashing it at her um, I think that might actually be it. And when then he like, flashed, I thought he was like naked. I was yeah. Like, oh, I was thank like, God, God what it's is just this? a gun. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a gun. Um, she loses her sight, so she ends up petting a rat. Yeah. Which is like creepy. And she thinks it's a dog, like, a puppy. She like, thought it was a kitten. A kitten, yeah. But she, she should know better. Yeah, you know what a kitten tastes. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know what a, a kitten feels like? Like it. Well, it's fluffy. It's got a short nose. It's like it wasn't meows. that bad of a her whole character is just supposed to be stupid. Yeah. yeah, it was supposed to be. Now, one thing that I do remember is the check because I didn't really, really understand this whole like I'll sign this check over to you and then he wouldn't give it to her. That like I don't remember checks being used in that way, but like even Chris is like I'll bring my checkbook. Like it's a weird. They don't use credit cards yet, but they don't always have cash, and so it's checkbooks are what suppo- kids I, are I using. I think it's supposed to be a divide between the city and the. And oh, the, suburbs. the city like, will take cash. They won't it, take it's checks. It's grimy. It's got cash. Blah, 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 blah. But mm. it's, I, I write checks. I have a checking account. I'm. It's an like it's something that's in order. That makes sense. That but, makes a lot of sense. Um, and I do. I do want to shout out the quote. What did he say? This is the city. I only do things for myself. Yeah. Like there was a real as a now city gr- dweller who grew up in the suburbs. I feel like this movie was really just grossly villainizing cities. Yeah. So um, you grew up in the suburbs and I was going to, that's what I was going to ask you is you grew up in the suburbs. Did you ever have this impression of the city being this like big, scary place? No. I mean, it's, it, it's first of all, it's Seattle. Well, but if any just, city like New York or Chicago, like, do you think of the city as like a big, scary place? Or there did are you people ever? who view Seattle as a big, scary place. Who that's blew, uh, yeah. Who South is a big scary place. Yeah, well, like uh, yeah, that's the thing. It's it seems ridiculous to me. No, growing up I didn't have Seattle was kind of like It's weird how small Seattle is. It seemed big with a bunch of like random stuff to it, but not like scary. When so, I was in ninth grade when I was traveling from Kent to from Kent Oh, you've told us about this one in yeah. Garfield? 
The Garfield, the, the, my counselor cried. She said she didn't want to see me get killed at school. But what about the city? Did <laughs> Garfield? You, uh, Garfield. Did yeah. you think of, like, the city, city, big city? Like, did you think of it as scary No, I've at lived all? in cities my whole life. Yeah. No, I've Wait, been in cities my whole life. Sorry, has anybody, like, been killed at Garfield? Yeah, outside of Garfield, but that was, like, way after we were gone, like, early 2000s. Okay, so it's not, it's, it's a completely unjustified... 100%. Yeah, okay. So it was like, you know, Garfield Jazz Band and, like, basketball and arts and chemistry. Like, that's what we were known for when I was at Garfield. And all the cool alumni, including myself and Quincy Jones and Bruce Lee and a lot of cool people. It wasn't You're definitely at the top of the list. 100%. Mm-hmm. But, like, this idea that... But think about it. Kent's not that far from here, but she had a whole idea about what it was like in the city. Did you? Me? He did, no, he didn't. Oh, you're right. For her. But like, for her. Her from the suburb. Yeah. I mean, like, there she was like an hour, hour, an hour. It was like, for me, Seattle was. So the other thing is, for me, Seattle was, as we went along, it was the tow truck. It was the aquarium, the locks. Um, what is the other major thing you go to? Pike Seattle place. Center. Oh, I Pike's love place. Seattle Center. You and did. then as we got a little older, it would have been something like Gameworks. Mm-hmm. Um, then some clubs. Uh, FAA was short. Well, by then I went to college here, and then yeah. it was like I don't know. No, the, the oh, answer is no. Especially as a seventeen-year-old, like the city, right? Yeah, that's also ridiculous. Okay, so for me, um, wait, hold on, real quick. But in this, the in the two thousands when we were up here, it's different, particularly because we're in Seattle. But it's different than in the eighties, where those parents are white flight parents who specifically left cities. To get away from certain types of people. So that's my point. And it was the crack era. There's that too. So that that's what I wanted to get us to. So like in my mind when I'm thinking about the city, I was thinking I'm thinking of like Mary Tyler Moore, like, oh, who's that girl? Like in the city. Like I'm going to the city and I'm gonna try all these things and make a lot of money. What year was this? And buildings. Mary Tyler Moore was like fifties, sixties. Okay. Like older generation. But like that's what in my mind, the city means like successful people. Um, you know, you wear suits, you have big like office jobs, and like that was in my mind. I would think of the city as like a cool place to go. Never in my mind, like, in, is it like this scary thing that they're portraying it as in the eighties? And I'm thinking it has something to do with that, like that. What we see in the city, aside from um, scary white people, is brown people, right? So, and so like in terms of white flight and like this like Mary Tyler Moore like that's all very white but that's very 60s before white flight um so I think it all ties together basically well weird right. Mary Tyler Moore started in 1970 okay 70s like, so so what I, I think is is it's good that we were just talking about um Mad Men because they cover some of that in Mad Men yeah. at some point Peggy gets a place that's a little too much in with the people like mm-hmm. and you know the people are breaking in or like there's all types of, of stuff and even her t- she ends up with a tenant because she buys like a house like a multi-story house and they're brown people and stuff like that but the the when when they're all in the city when the, most of those characters are in the city they have like a second apartment in a nice part of town mm-hmm. and then they get out and leave and go t- and go to the mm-hmm. suburbs yeah so, so it's, so it's not happened. even like that part of the city it's like the glamorous city that i'm thinking of but not like the detail because right. you also have like coming to america which they like kind of implies not the greatest part right. right when you end up in queens so i just think it's interesting that that is the idea of the city for this and then Kenan, i loved that you pointed out 
when they're headed back. So they leave the city, they got all their <laughs> stuff and they're headed back and like they're headed to their town and the exit that they take. It says, essentially it says to the suburbs? Yeah, it said suburb or something like that. Sub, I think it said suburb. Maybe suburbs. It was pretty funny. Like, okay, Did yeah. Did you catch that? <laughs> I didn't even see that. Yeah. It was basically like, you're safe again. Yep, you'll be all right. You're getting, you're getting you're to safety. You're back to civilization. Yep. So, what a wild ride. Um, I don't want you to get shot at school. I uh, know. She was in tears, bro. Which is something that's more likely to happen to you at a suburb. Yes. Yeah. Like- the most ridiculous stuff I saw was living in Vancouver, Washington, not... It's fair. Seattle or South Sacramento or East Oakland. Yeah, I I understand you. It was Vancouver, Washington. <laughs> All right. Anything else you guys want to talk about for Adventures in Babysitting? I'm surprised they haven't rebooted this yet. Oh, they have. When we looked for it, there was a couple of newer things. I didn't watch it, watch it, but okay. I think they've done it. I'm surprised they haven't done like a big. I would love remake. to see a version of this. And not, yeah, I don't think where, it's been a big where remake. They're terrified of the suburbs. Ha! <laughs> like, They'll never do that. That's Get Out. <laughs> well, they kind of, yeah, I was going to say, Hannah kind of already did Get Out, but like that would be funny now because. It would be another it's a, adventure where she gets well, lost. They have to get it just to the right point because a lot of millennials, a lot of people are moving back into the cities. So you have to get it where, like, why would you take her out of the city? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, in terms of influences, lots of babysitter stuff. Like, I really enjoyed the Babysitters Club books, and then there's a Babysitters Club show that I was a little too old to watch, but I enjoyed it just because I had loved the books. Mm-hmm. So, I think those are like influences. Um, and I, like I said earlier, I know a lot of people, especially in that specific generation, that really like this movie. Yeah. Are there any other influences that we should mention? A ton of them. Like, you know, the 90s and the 80s had a bunch of those teen misadventure films where, like, mm-hmm. Teen X um, is doing something they shouldn't be doing away from their parents' knowledge. They're up against the clock because their parents are either away at an opera or on vacation, and they've is got that a, Ferris Bueller. It's a bunch <laughs> of movies. risky business, and they've got to fix this before their parents get back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and things go awry at every turn. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, I don't like that kind of stress. It gives you, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, any other influences? We we talked earlier about the one the joke about the plague boy and that she looks like it's like a lookalike, and like so there's Friday where all day Craig is like hearing about this like lookalike who was at the movies with his girlfriend, no, who's at the movies with some other girl, um, and then a guy stealing boxes like he's got this lookalike that wasn't him. And then you also have like is Ocean's- that what was going on? Wait, the person stealing boxes was a Not lookalike. Him. That's what he says. According to him, he doesn't acknowledge, he doesn't admit to any of that. Um, Because they say they have had him on video. Um, And then you've got like the Oceans, I think it's what, Oceans 13, where Julia Roberts, they like, oh, she does kind of look like her. Um, And then it turns out like she pretends to be Julia Roberts. So like that whole thing is kind of silly. And then this whole like confronting the like liar, cheating boyfriend. And I thought it was really funny. So she goes into that restaurant and is calling him out. And what she yells is like, you lied. Like, not that you're cheating on me, but that you lied. Like, I just think that's a really interesting distinct distinction that she made. And it reminded me of the most recent uh, season of Stranger Things where she yelled at him, like, don't lie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and like, that's literally this uh, phrase that Elizabeth Shue yells. So I was wondering if that influenced that scene. Um, I, I always love like throwbacks that I don't quite get, but now I will when I see them in the future. Any other influences? That's it for me. Kendon? That's it. I'm just looking at this sign that does say 
West Suburbs. West Suburb. There you Exit go. Exit like 51 West Suburbs. Nice. Um, okay, what's your favorite thing about this movie? I didn't like this movie. I don't have a favorite thing. Um, no favorite thing about this movie. Nothing. Nothing positive about this movie. I kind of liked the black dude. The, the daughter. The young one. Sarah. She was funny. Hmm. The one with the braids. The black dude with the cornrows. Yeah. Yeah, how he has a story arc. I guess so. <laughs> Thug number one. <laughs> Thief with a hotter gold. Um, my favorite thing is the soundtrack. I really like the music in this. It got me. It I made like- me excited and made me feel like I was in it. And I really liked the song that they picked to be the bookends. Um, I thought it was really effective and really good. But uh, clearly this movie was for me and not for you guys. <laughs> I will say I liked that what they really wanted was the Playboy magazine. And they didn't. They weren't like trying to kill the kids. No. Or yeah. And so at some point if they had said, stop, we just want the magazine. <laughs> like, That's it. Like, that was where the peril was coming from. I kind of like that. Except for they were also going to kill him. Were they? Maybe. They like inf- they, they alluded to that when they made him go upstairs in the first place. And then remember when um they get the uh magazine up when they're up at the top of the skyscraper and mm-hmm. the guy was like, Okay, go ahead, I'll deal with them. So like he was there was an implied threat of like that they were witnesses in general and that they like That's that's fair. And I'm not gonna say there aren't brutal people out there, but then also like sometimes it's not worth murdering for Five underaged individuals. Sometimes you gotta kill the kids. I understand that. Yeah, no, I feel like smart criminals kill people they need to kill. Yeah. I don't know. Do you guys want to talk about Pruitt and him going in and his wife and shooting and stuff? No. no? It's just ridiculous. That was dumb. Um, what about the scene in the hospital where they think that he's dead because they say Lame. he had a stab wound? Uh, waste of time. <laughs> All right. Let's rate it. Is this movie a classic or are we past it? It's a classic. Everybody knows it. It's a classic film. I I'm past it. I mean, it's it's. I'm going with classic. I I gave Dark Crystal classic, so this is getting a classic. No, that's that's not how it yes, works. Yes, no, I'm serious. For a whole big group of people, this is a classic movie. It is. You guys like a whole generation. Yeah. West suburbs is a ter- is a term. I'm seeing a bunch of signs in Chicago for West suburbs. An actual. So not just you say maybe a term or an actual town. Maybe actual town. No, actual like actual road signs. Oh, so it's real. Yeah. Okay. It's still funny that they put it's it. It's funny, but it's real. <laughs> it's like back to civilization, but yes. Mm. Okay. Well, friends, hopefully you enjoyed this really long adventure that we just had in babysitting. Um, let us know what you think. Next week we're gonna do labyrinth. When Kendon, what will we be? We'll be back.